This is the Proud American Podcast, and I'm your host, Johnny Joey Jones. This month, November, starts my favorite time of year, the holiday season. And no, it's not just because I get to eat all my favorite foods, but most importantly, because it's when I really get to spend time with all my favorite people. For most Americans, this means Thanksgiving and Christmas. But for me and those who have served, it really starts with Veterans Day. And for this podcast, I wanted to bring on a proud American who's kind of connected these holidays in a way that's truly a proud American tradition. Washington, D.C. native and businessman Fletcher Gill is the founder of Loops Wings, a nonprofit that provides flights to injured warriors so they can reunite with their families and loved ones, especially during the holiday season. And so without giving more of it away, Fletcher, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. Thank you, Joey. Thank you so much for having me today. It's my honor to be here. So, you know, I want to learn a little bit about you because I've, I've been able to spend a couple of days with you recently. And, and I know you're a great guy and fun to hang with, but I also know you got a big heart. And uh, you've started this effort, this nonprofit that's really unique and, and fills a very specific gap. And I kind of want to go back, learn a little bit about you and kind of how what inspired you to create this nonprofit and fulfill this gap. Um, So I know you're from D.C., but what else do I need to know about you? Yeah, so I was born and reared. uh, Everyone says you raise horses, you rear people. So I guess I could say I was born and reared in Washington, D.C., born at Sibley Hospital, um, actually not far from where I'm sitting right now. I'm in Georgetown, and I'll be one of those statistics, you know, uh, born and died within 25-mile radius of one another, you know, uh, one of those interesting (laughs) stats about how you know, 70% of people are like that. Um, but that's going to be me. You know, I'm just a couple of miles down the road from where I was born. Uh, born and re- reared in Washington, D.C., been here my whole life. I am uh, a proud Washingtonian and uh, my family has been in the in the service of our country, you know, since the beginning. In fact, um, some of my family members back in the day uh, were the first settlers in Maryland and um uh, settled, uh, established the first settlement north of the Virginia Territory in, in the spring of uh, 1632, if I remember correctly. And we've been been bouncing around these parts ever since. And uh, uh, family fought in the American Revolution and have, have proudly fought in many, many of our uh, conflicts since then. Um, some family in World War II and, and beyond and in Vietnam. And so Growing up in a family like that, you can imagine that we were very patriotic and we always instilled in our in our children, including myself, you know, the the responsibility that that one has to their country and to their flag. And so, um, you know, just just uh, I can tell you a little bit more about how we started Luke's Wings, if you'd like. I think that's probably what your audience is more interested in than me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's always good to know who the yeah, who the folks are that are talking. And it sounds to me like you're just. You got red, white, and blue in your blood there. And that's funny to talk about being one of the statistics of living and dying within a certain radius. That may be true, but that radius includes a place that a a lot of people come in and out of. So I know that you're, um, you know, you really know what this country is all about. You get to see folks from all over just because you are in D.C. Um, And so we we could talk about how, you know, your your Nationals uh, won the World Series, uh, (laughs) beating out my Braves a few years ago or. We could talk about a little bit of that, but I think let's talk about Luke's Wings. You know, what inspired you to create Luke's Wings and what exactly does Luke's Wings do? Well, thanks for asking. Um, Luke's Wings is a nonprofit. It's uh, in Washington, D.C. It was established in January of 2008. 
And it uh, was intended, the express mission of Luke's Wings in 2008 was to provide complimentary airfare to wounded warriors and their families during hospital recovery. And one of the caveats was that the wounded warrior needed to be uh, combat injured. And back in 2008, there was certainly um, plenty of those kinds of requests. And so not knowing exactly how much funding we would have or uh, you know, how many flight requests we could uh, uh, accommodate, we wanted to put some, some parameters around it. So we started at Walter Reed and, and uh, we said it has to be combat injured. So how did the whole thing start even before that? Well, uh, in 2007, I was bouncing around in DC and doing some work for different um, charities, you know, trying to be a good philanthropist. And I was working with uh, things like um, um, uh, the Red Cross and others, you know, leukemia and lymphoma and uh, fashion for pause and uh, some local, you know, local stuff like that. And uh, I just kind of had an itch to have my own nonprofit, you know, fundraise for my own cause. I didn't know what that cause was. But then in uh, December of 2007, I had lunch in Silver Spring, Maryland with a young lady named Sarah Wingfield. And Sarah was and still is a very good friend of mine. And back then she was a Redskins cheerleader ambassador. I guess you'd call that a Washington football team cheerleader ambassador now. And so, um, you know, anytime that Sarah would have lunch with me, you can imagine I would be very delighted. And so I, I asked her one day while I was up near where she worked, if she wanted to grab lunch and she said, sure. And so we had lunch and this was like middle of December, 2007. And, uh, you know, we had a nice lunch, but the, the uh, important part of that uh, lunch was a conversation we had about a experience of hers at Walter Reed. She mentioned to me that in uh, spring of 2007, she was visiting the troops at Walter Reed and she was in her outfit, you know, her Redskins get up and everything and, and she, her feet hurt, you know, and her heels were killing her and she didn't want to be there. But then she told me about how she met Luke Shirley. So Sarah Wingfield met a service member named Luke Shirley. We named the charity Luke's Wings after Luke Shirley and Sarah Wingfield. So he was there. He had lost an arm and a leg in battle. And he was on probably his, you know, 30th surgery, right? You know how that goes, Joey. <laughs> and um, he was in the corner and he was in a wheelchair and he was very disconnected, introverted, and just, you know, not present, right? And I thought, well, if Sarah Wingfield, the Redskins cheerleader ambassador, walks up to you and, and you're not paying attention, something's wrong, right? Because this is, you know, you got you got something's got to be wrong because any, you know, warm-blooded American uh, 22-year-old is, is probably going to be pretty delighted to meet her. And so she said to me that she tried to strike up a conversation with him. It wouldn't, it wouldn't work. You know, she tried to joke with him about his um, Miami Dolphins jersey that he was wearing and didn't work. And, and I said, well, you know, why, what changed? And Sarah told me at that lunch in December of 07 that what changed was when his mom showed up. And she said that when his mom walked into the room, he acknowledged that his mom was there. And that, and that's the moment when he kind of dialed into where he was and, you know, understood what was going on. And that's when Sarah made this kind of, you know, approach, right. And got into a conversation with them and, and everything from that moment on went really well. 
And so after we were talking for a few more minutes, I said, you know, the part of your conversation, the part of your story, Sarah, that, that really resonates with me is how his mom's presence was so meaningful, right? Changed everything for him. And I said, you know, these guys uh, should have their moms um, showing up for visiting hours more often. And she goes, oh, no, 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 no. She's not there for visiting hours, right? She lives there. And I said, what do you mean his mom lives there? Because I've never, you know, people don't live at the hospital with you, right? You show up, you bring them flowers, you say, get well soon and you leave. She goes, no, at Walter Reed, there's moms, there's wives, there's kids, there's what's called non-medical attendants. There's all these people that are living there. It's like a whole community and they're taking care. They're literally changing the bandages of our wounded warriors and they are helping them recover. And I thought, that's crazy, right? That blew my mind. So I said, Sarah, I got an idea. What if we start a nonprofit, we throw a really cool party at the City Tavern Club in Georgetown, which is, by the way, like a block away from where I am, runs right into my statistic from earlier. <laughs> and, you know, we bring the hoity-toity at DC, we bring a lot of hoo-hoos, and we, you know, we raise some money, and we go back to Walter Reed, and we find Luke, and we find his mom, and we offer to, to fly his mom home so she can check in with the kids. She can, you know, check her mail. She can sleep in her own bed and we can then rotate her in and out and we can just make that life easier. And if other moms and wives want the same thing, we'll do that for them too. And Sarah said, can we do that? And I'm like, yeah, I love the idea because you can buy plane tickets for whoever you want. You can fly them into DC as often as you want. And if someone tries to stop me from buying a plane ticket for somebody, you know, screw it. You know, like, I think I use some stronger language than that, but I was pretty adamant that we could do it. So Sarah said, okay, Fletcher, well, you know, whatever <laughs> I'm in. So in January of 08, we established Luke's Wings as a nonprofit. We threw a party in March of 08 at the city tavern club. And wouldn't you know it, a lot of people showed up and uh, we raised about $13,000 that night. We raised enough money to, to uh, pay for all the startup costs. I actually borrowed money off my house, uh, you know, on a home equity loan. So I guess you could say I took a second mortgage <laughs> on my townhouse to start the thing, but, um, you know, paid myself back for the startup costs. And we started flying families in June of 08 and we flew 19 people in 2008. And now we do that almost every couple of days. That's uh, I mean, that's a profound story. It's impactful to me because I can put myself in, in Luke's shoes, uh, or at least in his hospital bed. I, I, you know, I don't get to get in the shoes anymore. Um, um, but it, it is absolutely true. Everything you just said about the impact that having our family there with us has on us. And uh, we'll, uh, I think we'll talk a little bit more about that. We're going to take a break real quick and come right back and, um, and talk more about this. So you, you know, it's kind of cool that an NFL cheerleader helped kind of inspire this. And that just shows you like, no matter who you are or what you're doing, you don't have to be in the military. You don't have to be the family of somebody in the military or a general or even a politician to really have a hands-on, um, I guess, impact on how veterans and, and what we call wounded warriors recover. And so you've got a businessman from dc and a in a, a washington football team cheerleader uh who have a friend in common luke and they create this nonprofit. so here we are you know more than 10 years later you guys are still a nonprofit. 
you're still providing this very specific service, which correct me if I'm wrong, is to either fly veterans to their families or, well, either fly recovering heroes, veterans or active duty to their families or to fly families to them. Is that correct? Yes, Joey. So um, originally in 08, we started out at Walter Reed providing flights for families of wounded warriors who were combat injured. And so think about a wounded warrior who is in an explosion in Iraq and he wakes up at Walter Reed 30 days later and he's lost both of his legs and he's lost, you know, hundred pounds and he's not the same person. We want to make sure that we wanted to make sure that his whole family was in the room when he woke up. And then we wanted to establish a rotation plan so that for the three or four years that he was recovering at Walter Reed, he always had somebody with him so that, you know, in the darkest moments, right. When he was contemplating suicide, somebody was there in the darkest moments of his marriage or his, you know, or his relationship with his fiance, we could get her there the same day kind of a thing, just to make sure that someone was always there. And that's how we started. And we've been doing this now for 14 years. I mean, in January, coming up in January in a couple of months, we will have completed 14 full years and we'll be in our 15th year of business. We have now flown over 13,000 people in and out of military hospitals and frankly to other things as well. And in terms of your question about how we've expanded or what our mission, uh, our program lines are, of course, we're still doing wounded warrior travel for wounded warriors and their families in and out of military hospitals during recovery. But we're also providing flights under other program lines. For example, Special Operations Command, we're a partner of theirs. And so we have a program line called Special Operations Transportation Assistance Program, or SOTAP. Just like the military, we love to give acronyms to these things. And we also have a program line called HTAP, which is uh, Veterans and Hospice Care Transportation Assistance Program. And the idea behind that is that as we lose our World War II veterans and our Korean War veterans and, and then Vietnam and so on, we always want to make sure that those heroes have somebody with them and they're never alone when they pass away. So we provide flights vis-a-vis -vis, um, the VA, you know, and when a, when a World War II vet or a Korean War vet goes into hospice, we should be getting an alert and we should be making sure someone's by their bedside so they're never alone when they pass away. Now, what we found when we actually, as a sidebar, when we created the HTAP program or hospice care program, we found that we got a lot of requests from cancer patients. Maybe, maybe your viewers know this, but a lot of our service members are out in these, you know, forward operating bases or out in the, in, in, in the field and they're exposed to burn pits and uranium deposits and jet fuel. And as a result, they end up with some very, you know, kind of aggressive cancer. They, one day they're healthy and they're 21 or 22. The next day they have throat cancer or neck cancer or something like that. And so they're coming back and we see a lot of those cancer patients. Now, is it, you know, same percentage per capita? I don't know. That's a question for, for the government, I suppose. But if you go to, you know, if you go to San Antonio, you'll find a lot of cancer patients down there. And so, you know, if it's a stage four cancer patient, sadly, a lot of times we are providing flights and it falls under our HTAP program or hospice care program, just as much as it's falling under one of our other programs. And very quickly, uh, we're also providing flights for ill and injured. So it doesn't necessarily have to be combat injured any longer. It could be ill and injured, you know, that also captures our cancer patients, et cetera. And then just so your audience knows this, we're, we do support 
our police departments and our first responders. And so we do have a program line called Fallen Officers Transportation Assistance Program or FOTAP. So let's say that a police officer is hit by a drunk driver while giving a speeding ticket on the side of a highway. We will absolutely make sure that that family has, has flights in and out of that hospital or if, if, if heaven forbid, but if needed, you know, in and out for that um, funeral. Now, it's not a program line that's gotten a lot of traction so far, especially the last couple of years. It's been kind of a you know, divisive issue, but it's there and, and the money's there. So, you know, if one of your, um, somebody listening to this is a police officer, just know we support you. So I want to kind of get into, um, for the last little part here, kind of how this works. So I've seen your application program and I know it, it kind of is tied to your service and your care and you, you have to verify with folks like that they're eligible for your program. But do you have relationships with airlines or do you just use private donations to purchase flights, you know, at, at retail? You know, do you have some way of of kind of ensuring somebody gets on a flight or, you know, how does that work? What, yeah. how do you, so, you know, acquire the flights for these guys and gals? No, I appreciate that question. Uh, checks in the mail, so to speak. I appreciate you teeing that up for me. Uh, so we do have relationships with, with many of the airlines. The relationships differ based on a variety of different things. Um, what I would say is that all the airlines in our experience have been open to this idea. None of them have ever been resistant to it. Uh, we are a partner of Delta's, uh, Delta Airlines. So if you go on Delta's website and you log in, you'll find a place on their website where you can actually transfer your miles directly to us, which is really exciting stuff. Um, we collect Delta miles all the time. If you have Delta miles, they're going to expire or you're not going to use them. Please uh, jump on Delta's website and transfer them right to Luke's wings. Um, we're also a partner of Spirit Airlines. We get vouchers from them. Uh, we're a partner of American Airlines and also United Airlines. So uh, American, United and Spirit, they don't have the same functionality as Delta on the website but they do support us in, 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 you know, however they can. What I will say is that um, one way that the airlines are always open is if we have a very serious situation, we like to inform the airline, if possible, inform, even inform the flight crew. Um, you know, for example, and this is a true story, we had a mother who, um, who was on the East Coast and her son was in a coma and um, on, the, on the other side of the country. And uh, the doctors called her, I'm going to give you the short one on this, but the doctors called her and said, you know, ma'am, we're, we made an executive decision here at the hospital to uh, end the life support, to terminate the life support. And the mother was shocked and, you know, she, she knew it might be coming, but, you know, for the doctors to make that decision like that was, you know, probably unbearable. And we put her on a flight as, as fast as possible. Um, and we let the flight crew know so that they would know who she was. So... <laughs> I do also want to mention, if I, if I may, that um, starting on uh, Veterans Day, November 11th through the end of the year, we are going to be, you know, nose to the grindstone at Luke's Wings, making sure that all of our service members are home for the holidays. And uh, our goal is to provide 500 flights to make sure that all of our wounded warriors, ill and injured, are all with their families on Christmas morning. And uh, one of the ways we're going to accomplish that is by, you know, doing wonderful podcasts like this with great Americans like yourself, and also uh, through donations from corporate America. And one of those donations comes from a company called SRS Distribution, SRS 
distribution, excuse me. They're in um, just outside of uh, Dallas, Texas, and they're doing a matching campaign for us, which is starting on Veterans Day and uh, will very much help us um, achieve our goal of providing 500 flights before December 24th. So we're very excited about that. We're very excited to get all those flight requests um, and to continue to work with the airlines, you know, to make all that happen. So that's amazing. I know, you know, any number you put out there is, it can feel insurmountable, but it seems like you've got an amazing network of support. I've, I've been able to meet some of your staff and I know that they're all just heart and soul into what you do. It's not just a job for them. And I think you've built that culture. And um, yeah, you know, you kind of touched on it already, but we're going to end here and just simply let's just tell people how they can be involved with Luke's Wings, where they can follow the progress you're making, maybe read stories about those you've helped. And, and lastly, how they can help you out. Yeah. Thank you, Joey, very much. And thanks for your time. And, and thanks to your audience for listening to this. Um, certainly come to our website at www.lukeswings.org or just lukeswings.org. Follow us on social media. Um, if you make a donation on our website and you put your email address, we will add you to our, um, to our you know, mailing campaign and our uh, newsletter and all that kind of stuff. Um, and, uh, you know, you can track the stories. We're going to be sharing a lot of the stories of our wounded warriors and our service members and, you know, sharing photos of them under their Christmas tree on Christmas morning when we're with our kids, you know, and our families around our trees. And so, uh, please, I, I welcome you to be a part of it. Uh, and, of course, any donation would be helpful. Uh, I will also quickly tell you that there is something special at Luke's Wings. It's a, it's a gift. You can actually give a wounded warrior flight to a loved one in lieu of a traditional gift. And so if you donate on our website and you fly a wounded warrior home, we'll send you a Christmas ornament and a gift card. It's actually just, you know, it's like a Christmas card. And you give that card and that ornament to a recipient, say your grandfather who fought, you know, in World War II or something. And he opens the card and it says, instead of buying you a tie this year, right, you can write in there whatever you want, but the bearer of this ornament and this card helped to reunite a wounded warrior on Christmas morning in your honor, right? That's what it says. And then you write in there, you know, Hey, granddad, instead of getting you a tie, I put a wounded warrior under his Christmas tree. Oh, that's awesome. And that's what Christmas is all about. We, we talk about how, you know, or, and we all do, you know, I talk about what I'm going to get for Christmas or as a dad, it's kind of like what I'm going to do for myself for Christmas, but really, what this entire <laughs> season is all about is being thankful and celebrating the gifts we have. Uh, if you're a Christian, this season is about uh, celebrating your salvation and, and things that that are eternal, not the material things in front of you. And I think the the ultimate culmination of that, no matter what your belief is, is to spend time with people you love and care about, especially during a time when things are tough for you, say like someone recovering. So you guys are, are, as you say, giving the gift of flight, but really what you're doing is you're giving people time together and time is the most invaluable commodity we have. So from the bottom of my heart as someone who has recovered and benefited from efforts like this, um, thank you. Thank you for investing in folks that uh, just wanted to keep our country safe and, and were injured or, or got ill doing so. And uh, thank you for being what I call a proud American. Thank you, Joey. Happy to be here. Happy to do it. Yes, sir. Being with family and loved ones is a necessary aspect to physical recovery. I know that having done it myself. Fletcher and his team at Luke's Wings make that possible 
in a way only true proud Americans could. Thank you for what you do over there at Luke's Wings. To hear more stories like this, visit foxnewspodcast.com and be sure to check back next week for a brand new Proud American Story. I'm Johnny Joey Jones, and thank you all for listening.